Welcome to the Christchurch London podcast. This is a talk from our Sutton service. To find out about upcoming talks at each of our services, or to listen to other talks, please visit ChristchurchLondon.org. Morning, everyone. Um, yeah, this is my first time talking up here, so it's different standing on stage. Um, I wasn't brave enough to try and do the step up. I don't have good knees. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I'm going to be talking um, about continuing our series on Kingdom Come by talking about communication with God through prayer. So just starting with our Bible passage for today, which is Matthew 6, verse 5 to 13. Um, so, and when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners, to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your father, in, your father who is unseen. Then your father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep babbling like the pagans. For they think they will be hurt because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Um, so many of you will know this as the Lord's Prayer, I'm sure, um, and it's what Jesus tells us, this is how we pray. So I'm going to pull out four questions I want us to ask ourselves today regarding prayer. So the first one is, how do I communicate in prayer? Secondly, what are my surroundings in prayer? Third question is, what is my attitude to prayer? And the fourth is, how and what should I pray? So starting at the beginning, what is prayer? So just a basic definition, um, prayer is a solemn request for help or an expression of thanks to God. It can be an earnest hope or a wish. Um, but I, I like how um, Pete Gregg describes it. He says prayer, at its simplest, is asking God for help. At its best, is pray prayer is conversation with God, listening as well as speaking. At its deepest, prayer is communion with God. It's awareness of God's presence in which we walk and talk with him and sometimes even in silence. To know the presence of God is the most important thing. So prayer is our key way in which we communicate with God. Um, when we pray, we can expect situations to change, and even if they don't change, prayer changes us. It shifts our perspective on issues, on problems, from sometimes negative to positive outlook, and also reminds us we, have a, we serve a big and mighty God who loves us, so there's not a lot, I mean, there's not a lot we need to worry about. Um, so if prayer is so important, how do we communicate with God? So question number one, how do we communicate with God in prayer? Yes. Um, so communication is successfully conveying and sharing ideas, feelings, done verbally, non-verbally, written, and visually. And if we think about it, any relationship you have, whether that be with family, friends, work colleagues, if you're not in communication, you're not in relationship, if you don't share what's on your mind, they don't know what's happening with you or what they need help, you need help with. And um, a great example of communication, I would say for myself, is my sister Toby. Um, so we have been in communication slash relationship since birth. Um, <laughs> and really, I've learned her, her non-verbal cues in behavior. Um, we have inside jokes, just the look and I know what she means. 
Um, I know when her, her tone changes, when she's annoyed or angry, and I've learned that level of the inflections in her words. Um, and I'm sure you're all the same. You have friends and family um, who are really close with you, that you have such a unique bond with, that you know each other really well, you can always call on them when needed. And it's the same with prayer. It's our form of communicating with God. It's the base for our relationship with him. If you're not talking to someone, how can you build a bond to say, I can trust you with this information? You don't share everything with everyone because not everyone is your close friend. Um, and God wants that for us, for us to be in close friendship and relationship with one another. Yes, where was I? Okay. Um, and when we consider prayer, I want us to think about it for the rest of the time I'm talking as a friendship with God. To think like you're talking to having a chat with your best friend, sharing what's going on in your day, sharing what um, is on your mind, and wanting someone to give you their opinion or outlook on it. Um, and if you, if you think back, beginning of the Bible, Adam was walking and talking in the garden with, um, with God. So prayer is an expression of friendship when we think about it that way. So if we in our lives make time to communicate with the people who are important to us, how much time are we making to communicate with God in prayer? So question number two, what are our surroundings in prayer? So verse six says, when you pray, go into your room, close your door and pray to your father who is unseen. So right here, Jesus tells us to remove ourselves from other things, to close the door on the things that may distract us and bring us back to focus and to having time with God. And it reminds me what Andy said last week about leading the blind man out of the city away from the distractions that would have stolen his belief that he was healed. Um, when we think about it, I don't know about you, but sometimes when I go out with friends, or used to go out with friends <laughs> before 2020, um, we would go out for dinner and there would be a rule that no phones on the table because we're there to have time with one another, there to fellowship. We don't want to be distracted by scrolling through social media and not actually talking. Um, if I wanted to do that, I would have stayed at home. But so it's the same with God. We wouldn't come and be distracted or have unfocused time. So right here tells us to take ourselves away from that in that moment just to slow down and focus. And we can have many distractions. It could be the kids, it could be your phone just thoughts that are constantly distracting you. And I really think it's really easy to find things to distract yourself, good and bad distractions. You know, it's easy to be busy doing good stuff and also just doing nothing. Um, and I think we have to look at when verse six says, it says, but when you pray. So it's having that intentionality that you're making time out for your prayer time and your relationship with God. So it's not like you have to really be worrying all the time, but you're like, I've made this time out in my day to extract that. And that reminds me, when I was in um, high school, I decided to try and do that, to mark out a time in my day to focus on prayer and Bible study. And I remember at first, it was really hard to do this. Um, I'd start thinking about what I wanted to eat for dinner, what was going to be on TV that night, um, <laughs> what homework I hadn't finished yet, and things like that. And over time, I found it got easier. I did things like reading a Bible verse and writing down questions I had about things I didn't understand about it. Um, I also got like a devotional book that had a verse to read, had questions to answer, then prayer points to look at. And I found it helped build my confidence in communicating with God through prayer to a point where I think my family wouldn't disturb me between the hours of five and six. They wouldn't come into my room. They're like, yeah, he's praying, don't go in there. And <laughs> I think it has that ability that it can be a struggle at first, but over time we build and come to that level of enjoying, enjoying prayer, enjoying being away from things that distract us. Um, and Kurt Franklin, who's a, as many of you know him, um, if not, look up Kurt Franklin, great music. 
Um, he's not paying me, but I thought I'd let you know. Um, <laughs> so he says, God does not yell, he whispers. When you yell, you are competing against other noise. When you whisper to someone, they are in a specific position to be able to hear you. Okay, so God sometimes may call you away for a moment, a minute of prayer, because he wants to speak into your life what you need in that moment. But you may not have heard him saying it before because of the noise of life generally. Um, so it doesn't always mean you have to go into a room and close the door. It might just mean closing your eyes for a minute, taking a breath and just pausing to separate yourself from everyday life. Okay, so question number, so we've done two questions, how to communicate we need relationship and just to talk to God as a friend. And number two, having specific time away from distractions. So question number three is, what is my attitude to prayer? To prayer? So again, we think of God like a friend. Um, if you like your friends, I hope you do, um, <laughs> then it's not a chore to spend time with them. Like you would look forward to spending time with your friend, you plan it into your day, you get excited with them, and you purposely seek relationship with your friends. Um, and I don't know if I can always say the same about my relationship with God if I'm happily seeking him, and I think we can all ask ourselves that question. That is it the same in, with God as it with, is with my friends? And if you think about it, Sometimes friendships fizzle out. I'm sure we all have friends we were friends with in high school or at uni and we're not friends now. Not because we don't like them, but because our intentions and being purposeful in seeking them just kind of fizzled away. Life gets busy and just drift apart. It's just life really, isn't it? Um, and I think that's the main um, topic in your attitude is, are you intentional towards prayer and your relationship with God? You know, if we aren't communicating with God, then we're not going to improve that relationship. We're not going to get better at speaking and hearing from God if we're not taking the time out to pray. And I can say personally, I've definitely had times when I've struggled um, for different reasons with praying to God, thinking God wouldn't hear me or God doesn't want to talk to me. I don't want to talk to him um, because of things going on in my life. And I think I had to ask myself, why am I avoiding prayer? And it always came back to the state of my relationship with God at that time, how I saw him, if he was a friend, if he was near to me, or if he was this distant person I just went to for help, or someone I didn't really want to spend time with, but kind of had to, you know, like an auntie that you don't always like, but you have to visit them, that kind of thing. Um, and I have to check myself that why is that the level of my relationship? So when you're doing that, it helps you think about what is my attitude to prayer? Do I enjoy it? Is it a chore? What do I need help with? And every, there's loads of resources in the world to help you. There's people around as well. And even if prayer is daunting for you and you don't know how to start, a good way I found is just to start in the morning before you pick up your phone or get out of bed by just saying, thank you, God, for a new day. Help me through my day. And then getting on. It helps. I had a friend at uni who wouldn't get dressed until God told him what to wear, which I think is a bit extreme. And he was always late for lectures, but he's like, I didn't, I had to wait till God told me what outfit to wear. He still does it now. His wife isn't always happy about that. <laughs> but she's gotten used to it. <laughs> okay, so um, question number four was how and what should I pray? So if your intention is I want to talk to God more, I want to build this relationship, then what am I saying to him when I come there? And the simple answer to that is just talk to God. Um, I know that seems like really simplified, but this is a simplified talk. Um, he just wants to hear from you. He just wants to find out what's going on with you and for you to bring it to him, whatever it is, and he can speak back into your life. If you think about it, your friends aren't interested in your authentic communication. If your friends, are, well, I know my friends, if I say, oh, I'm fine, and they look at my face, they're like, what's really wrong? They won't accept you're fine because they know you. 
And God's the same way. He doesn't want you just struggling through it. If you're not fine or if you are fine and just want to say, thanks, this is going really good. He wants to hear all of it. Um, and I know for myself, I find it hard to think of the words to pray sometimes um, or to share what's on my mind. And I've, I found in my life that using the Psalms is very helpful. So personalizing the verses and Psalms um, or even writing down my prayers. I find usually when it's a prayer of lament, there's different types of prayers, but when I'm like upset about something, I find it easier to write a letter to God about how I'm feeling and just communicating in whatever way is best for me. I think one useful tool as well in prayer and communication is music. Um, sometimes when a song comes to you, it helps you feel you're more in the sense with God or in the presence of God, but also you can use those songs as prayer points. Um, so I don't know, but this morning, the song that kept coming to my mind was um, I'm No Longer a Slave to, to Fear, especially the bridge when it says, you, um, what is it? you, spit, the, you spit the seat so I can walk right through it. Um, and when you think about that, that is such a powerful point. It's like, I'm no longer a slave to fear because God did this before. He can do it again in my life. So it doesn't matter what Egyptian or whatever thing is chasing you or you're afraid of, God will make a way for you out of it. So even just using that as your prayer point is really can be an encouragement and boosting yourself in prayer and confidence in feeling comfortable in, with God, but also trusting him as well. Um, for me, when I was a little child, if I had a nightmare, I used to pray two things, which is basically all I knew as a child, was the Lord's Prayer and Psalm 23. That's all I learned at that stage of life. Um, but I still felt that that helped me in those moments of time to kind of calm my fears and allow me to go back to sleep, which I'm sure my parents were happy about, so I didn't disturb them anymore. I just prayed about it instead. <laughs> so on that, if you're looking to build your prayer life, I have a few book recommendations for you. Um, so How to Pray by Pete Gregg is a great book um, on prayer. It's a great beginning to build yourself up and it breaks it down into easy steps to follow, I find. Um, the film, if you're looking for something to do this afternoon, War Room, um, which again is about prayer, having a room specifically to go into, writing your prayers on the wall and interceding on other people's behalf. Feverent by Priscilla Shared, which is a good book. It says for women, but I'm sure you can adapt it to men. No offense, guys. Um, <laughs> if you have the Bible app by Life Church on your phone, which I think most people do, um, the devotional by Torin Wells, um, When We Pray, he also has a song by the same name, is, um, it's really simple to follow, it's seven days, and it kind of breaks down some specific points about prayer and building in prayer. And I think, what else did I put on this? Yeah, Prayer by Tim, Timothy Keller looks at building your intimacy with God in prayer. And lastly, I put, Oh yeah, um, uh, The Holy Spirit, an introduction by John Bevere. Um, I've been reading that recently again, and I find it's really useful looking at the Holy Spirit as this other um, person that we don't always look to, but including him in our prayers as well, and in how we move in our lives. So, okay, coming up, getting there. <laughs> so, I'm just going to quickly go through the Lord's Prayer that I read at the beginning. I just want to break it down quickly, verse by verse, and then we'll round up. Okay, um, so if we go back to the Lord's Prayer, so it's up, it should be up there. Um, verse 9, it says, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. You know, when you meet your friends, I don't know about you, but normally you'd say, like, it's good to see you. You might compliment them, ask how they are. It would be strange if you came in and said, so my life is going like this and just start talking. I think that would kind of freak your friend out and be like, well, I'm good too. How are you? And I feel like the same way with God. When you first come, you address him for who he is. He is our father. He wants a relational relationship with us to build upon. And the same name, he is 
worthy to be praised. So his name is hallowed. And it's those two bits that I like. It's the fact that we have our father to show the intimacy level we have. And then the hallowed be your name because he is a great God, even though he is still our dad. So it's the closeness and the greatness of God at the same time. Um, and then verse 10, your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Um, for me, this reminds me of the power and the greatness of God, that whatever we pray in the power we have in prayer that we do have through Jesus Christ, God can hear us and make what seems impossible become possible, even when we don't think it can be. Um, again, a great place to have songs come in, because sometimes when you're praying, you don't remember the things God has done before, but it's great to sometimes just write down your testimonies or things that have happened that are good and be like, well, God did this for me, God did this, and it boosts your prayer. Or using the names of God in your prayers as well, so you can search up the different names of God and those can be really helpful in your prayer life as well. Um, so then, give us today our daily bread. God is our provider, so this is our time. We can bring him our prayers for the world, for our friends, family, ourselves, whatever it is that's on our minds and he will hear us. He wants us to bring those things and ask him for that. Um, this verse always reminds me of the Israelites in the desert. Um, they didn't have food because they were in the desert, yet God provided manna from heaven for them daily. He sustained their needs even when it was a difficult time. And we're going through a difficult year, but I would believe God can sustain all our needs even in this year that we're going through. And then moving on to verse 12, when it says, um, forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. You know, God forgives us and he asks us to, and we have grace under his forgiveness. So I believe we should show the same grace and forgiveness to others who have wronged us. Um, I kind of think about it this way. If you have a outfit, if you have a top that's the wrong size for you, when you go into the shop to exchange it, you can't leave with two sizes, the wrong one and the right one. You need to put one down to be able to leave with the right one. So when you come in, put down all your anger, your hate, or for people who have wronged you to pick up the right size which is God's forgiveness and in, in turn it changes your life as well because you're not then feeling that you're this hated person by God or God is angry at you for whatever reason he loves you and has forgiven you he just wants to be your friend and to love on you Thank you. and then verse 13 um, lead us not into temptation but deliver us from the evil one so now God God we ask God in this in this verse we're asking God to guide us to give us protection in how we live our lives. And it's the idea that we speak to God and ask him to guide us, but that means we also have to be attentive to hearing from God, to taking the time to actually listen, even when the answer isn't what we want. But we get reminded in verse eight that God already knows what you need before you pray for it or ask him for it. Not what you want, which there's a difference, but what you need. Um, and I don't know if anyone else who reads it, but maybe it doesn't leave your mind. Um, I always see the Holy Spirit when I look at the um, not the Holy Spirit, the Holy Trinity, when I look at the Lord's Prayer, because you start in the beginning with having a Father who loves us in heaven, and then his kingdom comes in the manifestation of Jesus Christ, who is our example of forgiveness and how to live a life surrendered to God, and then the Holy Spirit guiding us and delivering us out of harm's way. And I think these are the points we, when I'm remembering that prayer is important because it helps me to build my relationship with God, but also to tap into my ability to communicate with God and to hear from him. You know, um, prayer is important because it doesn't only just mean we can talk to someone and let things out. It's kind of like going to a therapist, kind of airing what's on your mind. God is a great therapist <laughs> if you need someone to talk to. Um, but prayer changes our hearts, our thinking, and our attitudes. So going back to the four questions I started with. Um, so number one, how do you communicate in prayer? 
like you would with a friend or someone in a close relationship with. Just talk to them openly and honestly as you would with a good friend. You know, what are my surroundings when I pray? I wouldn't dishonor my friends by being distracted, so the same for God. I wouldn't be distracted in prayer, so I'd put my phone on silent, I might take myself to a different room, turn the TV off, um, whatever works for me or works for you. You know, what's my attitude to prayer? If God is my friend, then I want to spend time with him willingly. I would intentionally seek out time in my day to spend with him as I would any other friend. Okay. Um, and how and what should I pray? God wants to know what it wants to know you and for you to know him. So he just wants you to bring everything to him, big, little, doesn't matter what it is, to hear him, for you to bring it to him and he will hear you and he, can answer, he will answer your prayers and you can hear him as well through prayer. So I'm pretty much rounding up. Um, so this week, can I encourage you to try praying? Um, and if you do pray already, maybe turn the TV up a bit earlier and have a bit of prayer time. Call a friend and ask them, is there anything on their mind that you can pray with them about? Um, and I remember earlier on in the year, Liam, when he, when he was talking, he said that he put a reminder on his phone to say the Lord's Prayer every lunchtime. So maybe that's something you want to give a go at, just taking that pause in your day to say something. Um, yeah, and I think another great thing is Alpha. So Alpha's running through this um, term. And if you're looking at how am I building relationship with God, what's prayer about, and things like that, maybe look at joining an Alpha course or asking more about what is Alpha and if it's the right fit for you, but definitely will be. Um, just pretty much all I have, so I can invite the guys back up. Um, and I just want to pray for us um, about this. Hopefully, even if you take something from this um, for your week, and it will be helpful to you in either developing or building upon where you are in prayer right now. Um, yeah, so I just want to pray, um, end by praying for us. And, you know, I, I want to say, like, for me, myself personally, I have definitely struggled on and off with prayer in my life. And I think probably I've spent, in the last three years, I probably had two years where I didn't pray because I didn't want to pray. I was angry. I was upset. And I didn't know how to. But I was really blessed with friends who didn't give up on me, who either prayed with me or forced me to pray in a group. <laughs> so I had no choice but to pray. And they were like, you have to pray. So I was like, okay. <laughs> and they kind of forced me in. And even in this year when so many things are happening and we've been stuck inside for so long, I found that I've been able to claim back the time I normally spend on a morning commute going to work to be time I have in the morning to pray, which has been a blessing to me so far in 2020. So yeah, cool. So I'm just going to close in prayer for us. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you that you are our God, that you love us unconditionally, that you want to have a relationship and a friendship with us, that through every situation you are there and with us. Lord, I pray that this week may we come to you, may we find the time in our busy schedules to sit quietly, close the door, and just pray, to bring whatever is on our hearts, whatever we're dealing with, the storms we're facing, or the good news as well, to bring whatever it is on our hearts before you, Father God. Lord, and we stretch it out to anyone else who's on our mind, anyone that we know who may need prayer as well, Father God, that may they find you this week, or maybe we can call someone and pray for them as well, Lord. We ask that, Lord, we continue to build relationship with you, to develop our faith um, and build our prayer muscles, Father God. And we just ask that you continue to be with us, support us as we go through our weeks and our days that we know that you walk with us um, even in the silent moments when it feels like there's no one there 
that we would feel your presence and know that you are with us and you hear us through everything. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this talk from the Christchurch London podcast. To hear other talks or find out more about our Sunday services, head to ChristchurchLondon.org.